Welcome to Twin Talk. This is Joy, and I'm here with my sister Angie. And before we get started on today's podcast, um, we want to dedicate this podcast to our mother. Angie, can you tell our listeners why we're why we're doing that today? Uh, today is our mother's birthday, and she's 80 years old. <laughs> tell the listeners a little bit about our mother, Doris. Oh. You're not putting me on the spot at all. <laughs> what are some of her traits that we love about her the best? Oh, my. Um, the things we love about her, the okay, the, her willingness to, to always help us whenever we need her. Mm-hmm. I've never, I don't remember, I don't have one memory of asking her to help me or to watch my kids ever to remember her turning me down unless she had a doctor's appointment or something. And here's the thing. Even if she has a doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. or something planned, she will offer to cancel it in order to help you out. Or or or, a lot of times she'll, you know, say like I take my kids to your house, she'll go to the doctor and she'll she'll swing by and pick them up on her way home. Yeah, she is one of the most selfless. selfless. Yeah. Yes, she's yeah, very, selfless. very selfless. She always puts others before herself, mm-hmm. even though she's she has a lot of back pain. Yes, she's had a knee replaced. She has she's she's in a lot of chronic pain, yes. and even though she's in a lot of pain, she still wants to come help us clean our house. Yeah, she's still willing to help, you know, watch our kids. Yeah. And I would say selfless is one of the key yeah. adjectives that would describe her. Well, and as our listeners know, my son has played baseball his entire life, and he just turned nineteen a few days ago. Oh, happy birthday, Cade! He oh just, yeah, happy late he just birthday, Cade! Nineteen Kate. on the twenty seventh of June. Aww. Today's July first. Um, anyway, what I was going to say was. I, I can probably count on one hand how many uh, baseball games she's missed. She's been to almost every one of his baseball games, and a lot of them we've traveled many, many miles, and she's rode many miles. Oh, and that's the other thing. She always lets us drive her van. Yeah, she has a really nice, um, like, eight-passenger van. Yeah. And, so and she, uh, always willing to let us borrow her van if we need it. Very. Yeah. So, yeah, she's very generous. Very generous, very giving. Her, yeah. Are we going to talk about things that irritate us? Nope. It's our birthday, (laughs) and we only talk about how wonderful and awesome. So we love you, Mom. Happy. Mom, I was just joking. I was just saying what we would do. Happy 80th birthday. And and this Saturday, we have a surprise for her. Mm -hmm. All of her daughters, son-in-laws, grandkids, great-grandkids, we're all going to take her somewhere special to eat, and we're going to do a special activity, which we will tell you listeners later what it is in case she listens to this podcast before then. It's very unlikely. Very but... unlikely. Oh, well. um, but it's funny what we're going to do after we take her out to eat. Oh, our, yeah. our listeners would get a kick out of Only it. Only the Jenkins family yes. would do what we're going to do. We truly understand... <laughs> <laughs> why our mom would enjoy what we're going to do. Yeah. Why, why I think she's going to enjoy it. We'll right. see. Yeah. Okay. Well, having said that, happy 80th birthday, Mom. We love you. Okay. Are you ready to get started on our podcast? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Muy bien. Oh, wait, that's Spanish. Oh. <laughs> Bienvenue a la conversación jumel. Je suis joy. 
Et je suis ça avec Mosur Angier. So I've totally butchered that, I'm sure, because I do speak a little Spanish. But if and we have any French listeners, oh yeah, we do have one French listener yes, out we there. Do. Uh, they French are probably um, groaning right now. <laughs> They're probably like, oh my gosh, she just totally butchered that. But what I was trying to say was, welcome to Twin Talk. I'm Joy, and I'm here with my sister, Angie. Really? And that was in French? That was in wow, French. I I'm looked impressed. it up on Google Translate. Mm-hmm. I even listened to it a few times. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to turn this mic just a little bit. I okay. feel like it's not picking me up. There. There. Much yeah, better. It wasn't picking me up for whatever reason. So, anyway, I know I just butchered that, but could you tell I was at least trying to speak French? Oh, there was one word in there in particular that I was like, that's definitely a French word. Okay, good Jamel. Job. Jamais. What was that word? I think, uh, (laughs) whatever it was, your accent was so good. Jamais. I I don't know if that's twin or not. Oh, it's okay. I just, that was was the word. That was my clue. I was like, she's speaking French. The name, I know, that's impressive. (laughs) The name of our book that we will be discussing today, I've read it, Angie has not, is The Paper Girl of Paris. Oh, Okay. I was wondering what book we were doing. I thought it was something else. Okay. Well, I changed my mind at the last minute. Um, you I, had said A Good Girl's Guide to Murder or something Yes, like A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Oh, okay. That's but what this, I thought we were doing. And we are going to go ahead and do that another time. Okay. But this one's fresher in my mind because I just finished it not too long ago. Oh, okay. And I like this one so much better. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, repeat the title. It's called The Paper Girl of Paris. Okay. So before we get started, I'm just curious, when you hear that title, what do you think the book is going to be about? The Paper Girl of Paris. The Paper Girl of Paris. Just anything. What's your first impression of what you think the book would be about? I Honestly, nothing comes to mind. I mean... You know I what came to my mind mm-hmm. was paper dolls. Oh, okay. And I, don't, I didn't really have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. but I thought... Honestly, and I think it's because I was flipping through Netflix not too long ago, and there's this newer series about this girl. She gets transferred to Paris with her job. She's real young. She looks like she's about 23, and it's about her life in Paris and not speaking French and kind of, Mm -hmm. and I haven't even got to see one episode. I think it's because I saw that, that Mm -hmm. I just assumed that this book was going to be some chick lit girl goes to Paris yeah, I thought it was going to talk about the fashion, the makeup, the boys, hmm. the sights of Paris. I thought it was going to be real light reading. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised that it's actually historical fiction. Oh, okay. Um, but before we start, mm-hmm. there are some crucial words you have to know if we're going to talk about this book. Okay. You have to understand some basic French if you're going to read this book. Oh. Hmm. Angela. <laughs> So I'm curious. I'm going to say a few words in French. Oh, no. And we're going okay. to see how much French you know. Oh. And to any, I know we have that one French listener. Yeah. <laughs> the one that listens every time. Yes. I don't know who you are. But I, I wish you would leave a message. Not a massage, but a message. Because <laughs> I love to hear French people's accents. It's Cliché de France. Is Cliché de Ile. Oh, France. Okay. I don't know. We want this person to leave a message. <laughs> All right. Okay, Angie. Bonjour. 
Oh, that means hello, right? Yes. Okay. And here's what I didn't know. Bonjour. It's the same in Spanish. Buenos dias can mean hello or okay. good morning. And I was just thinking the same thing. I wondered if it meant hello or goodbye. It can. Well, okay. actually, it can mean hello or good morning. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. Bonjour. Au revoir. Oh, no, that does sound like goodbye. That's goodbye. Okay. Parlez-vous anglais? Uh, do you speak English? Good. Okay. Merci. Thank you. More, yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say more than yeah. because I say that Merci. so much in Spanish. Merci. How about we? Oui? Yes. Non. Uh, no. Okay. Oh. You got them all. Okay. You are qualified oh. to discuss this book now. Because when you said basic terms, what was going through my head was wee wee. Wee wee. Wee wee wee. Pepe le pew. Pepe le pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So the book is called The Paper Girl of Paris. I really did think it was going to be chiclet, light reading, um, but I immediately discovered that it was much deeper than that. It is historical fiction. It was written by Jordan Taylor, and it was published in June of, I'm sorry, it was published in April of 2021. So this is a very new book. Oh, I've only wow. been out a uh, couple months. A couple months. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that when I was reading it, how new it was. I'm going to read. Wow, so you're absolutely one of the first Apparently, we may be one of the first people to review this. We may be one of the first people to actually do a book review on this. That's true. And it already has rave reviews from all Mm -hmm. the things I've seen. Because I do know a lot of people get the books early, you know, guess sneak peek mm -hmm. type deal. But anyway. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read the um, review. And usually I just do it straight off of Goodreads or Amazon, but I really like this one off of Teen Vogue. So I'm going to go ahead. How appropriate to do Teen Vogue. Isn't Vogue out of France? Uh, Oh, Vogue. Isn't it? Is that a French word? I always assumed it was... Vogue. I always, I always associate with that friend. But I may be I do too. Compl- I, I may be think about it. Maybe out of New okay, York. Okay, yeah. Of- let's just pretend that I did that on purpose. That okay. it's a, we think it's a French <laughs> word and I went to Teen Vogue. Okay. It's not often that a young adult book comes along that makes you laugh, cry, and simultaneously teach you about the war crimes and atrocities that occurred during the deadliest war in history. Yet Jordan Taylor's debut historical fiction novel, The Paper Girl of Paris, does exactly that with a finesse that can only be read rather than explained. In Taylor's novel, a dual perspective narration follows the lives of two 16-year-old girls, Alice, who is visiting present-day Paris during the summer, and Adeline, who lives in Nazi-occupied Paris during the 1940s. While their two stories may seem wholly unrelated, The two girls have an undeniable connection based on a singular family secret. Okay, I've got one more paragraph. (laughs) A quick read that history lovers will easily devour. The Paper Girl of Paris is a delightfully refreshing addition to the world of historical YA fiction, even if its ending will have you sobbing uncontrollably into a pile of tissues. Mm. Okay, and then they they do um, interview the author in that article on Teen Vogue. I just liked that review. So um, that was the summary and I'll just go ahead and say it. I gave the Paper Girl of Paris four and a half um, Paper Girls. Mm. I Mm. love this book Mm. and you I think would like it because it's historical fiction. It's Mm -hmm. about the French resistance. So you got a girl, you know, we've got 
It's one of those type books where you're going back and forth between past and present. Alice is your modern-day 16-year-old girl. She and her parents end up in Paris. And they give the whole backstory why, how her mother is, or grandmother is French and all that good stuff. But anyway. So they, she does have French ancestors. Yes. Her grandmother actually grew up in Paris. Okay. And so, but she ends up meeting a um, soldier and they marry. And that's why um, I think they ended up in the States for a while. And that's how her parents or her, that would be her mom. Yeah. It's kind of complicated, but if you read the book, they, they show you how everybody's related and how someone from Paris ends up in the States. So and I'm really curious as to, is it World World War One or Two? Two. Okay. So it's World War Two. Okay. And here's the thing. Here's what I love about it. Mm. Of course, it's set in Paris, so you hear a lot about, you know, the landmarks, the architecture, the way people are dressed. And you already know this about me, but the 40s are one of my all-time favorite Mm -hmm. periods for the way people dressed. Mm -hmm. Just that lifestyle. Yes, the architecture. So what happens is, and here's one thing I don't like about the book, and maybe I need to reread it, but it never really explained. The grandmother passes away. She only has one daughter, okay? She leaves her apartment in Paris to her daughter because her husband's already gone. He's already died. I mean, she does not leave it to her daughter. She skips her daughter and leaves it to her granddaughter. Oh, okay. But we do learn that her daughter is um, uh, manic depressive, suicidal. Nobody wants to talk about it. They've even had to institutionalize her before. So that's a whole other aspect of the book. But I think the mom is even more sad and depressed because she's like why does she not leave the apartment to me why does she leave it to my daughter even though the granddaughter and the grandmother are very close but here's what's cool they walk into the apartment it's like a time capsule it has not been touched since they left it oh so anyway this book is just all about the story uh, of this granddaughter discovering who not just her grandmother but more specifically her great aunt The, the the grandmother had a sister She's the paper girl of Paris. Hmm. What we find out is as she's going through this apartment and looking through old photographs and documents, she finds a picture of her great aunt who is this beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, And she's dining. She's at this real fancy dinner with all these uh, Nazi officers. They all have the swastika on their arms. And she's embarrassed because she knows, you know, what the Nazis did to the Jews. And she wants to disown her great aunt. But through a series of events... She discovers what happens. Her great aunt's actually a spy. Oh, she's like okay. a, she's actually, you know, mm-hmm. not okay. So when you said now, when you say Paper Girl of Paris, mm-hmm. I'm picturing someone who might deliver newspapers. Exactly. Is that, is that right? Basically, okay. what she would do is she would go around and take down Nazi propaganda posters and replace it with propaganda for the French resistance. Oh, okay. And if she got Mm. caught, it could mean death, torture, things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say too much because, um, you know, I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything. Mm -hmm. But I'll just say this. I love the book. And I read that Jordan Taylor, she grew up Jewish and her whole life, she's kind of been just super, super obsessed with the history of the Jews and of, you know, occupied... uh, so the author and, is Jewish. So the author is Jewish, okay. and she's done extensive since she's in her teens. She's done extensive research on uh, World War Two. You know what the new the Nazis did to the Jews. Mm-hmm. I think she even did a dissertation. I think she even did like a big uh, paper on it. 
And here's what's cool to me, because a lot of stuff that's discovered about her great aunt, Alice's great aunt, her great, I'm sorry, her grandmother, mm-hmm. are through, is through a journal. So mm-hmm. she, a lot of the stuff's in a journal is how she figures out a lot of what really happened. And this lady, Jordan Taylor, she said she used three women's journals from World War II oh. who were Jewish. And she closely read all three journals and a lot of the stuff is based on those three journals. Oh, that is interesting. It's very so, interesting. Anyway, um, I, that's really all I have to say about it. But to me, the setting, the whole thing's set in Paris, whether it's in past or present tense, you know, mm-hmm. or times. And then the characters are memorable. The writing is good. Um, I just really enjoyed this book. I'll, so I'll tell you what's coming to my mind. Okay. Um you know, I think when I think of Paris, London, of uh, those iconic cities over in Europe, right, mm-hmm. France and England, um, I think of them in modern day terms. Right. But I, but I also know there's a ton of history there. And so, like, for instance, my brother-in-law and his wife, about a year ago, they went to, they got to go to France and they went to Paris and then, they, and they went to all these iconic places um, like tourist places like they were on the spanish steps for instance mm-hmm. and then he sent me a my brother-in-law sent me a picture they were standing on this road and it was they think it was built like in 1600 or that's crazy you know in, in america if we have a building that's a couple hundred years old we're like wow you know this was this is 200 years old that's um, true but my i guess the point i'm trying to make is i think of these things in modern terms but when you're when you're just telling me about how a lot of the book is written about what was going on in, in, in during World War II. Mm-hmm. That's like late thirties, early forties. Okay, here. well, that's fascinating to me because I would love to see that perspective of what was actually going on in these cities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just and, and I know I've seen lots of movies, and you see people and they're being bombed, and they're they're in shelters, and they're you know they're they're literally just hiding and fighting for their lives mm-hmm. but that's so interesting to hear to actually read a book and and read maybe what some of these people were saying in their journals was what was actually taking mm-hmm. place in their homes and what was going on in their minds that's that's kind of fascinating i will tell you mm-hmm. even depressing. though it, it is <laughs> is, it a, is it a pretty but you said something about um it'll make you laugh so i guess there's some lighter mm-hmm. com- uh, moments in it it's not all here's what i like about it Yes, there's a lot of sad parts in it. Mm-hmm. And and I do like the fact that it gives you a bird's eye view of what it was like to live in Paris when it was not occupied by the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And so many things were just unjust, unfair, just barbaric. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of things that, you know, weren't, they weren't huge things. Well, they were, like making people move out of their homes so they mm-hmm. could take care, take it over as a barracks or, you know, as like a headquarters. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, obvi- you know, obviously not letting Jews have certain rights. And, I mean, there's so many things that the book, but it's like, you're right. It's like having a, it's like having a bird's eye view of what it's like to live in Nazi-occupied Paris mm-hmm. when you're not a Jew. Now, there is one Jewish character. Now, none of these people are Jewish, but they're fighting for the Jews. Now, I will say this. There is one Jewish boy in here. Another thing I love about the book is the ending. It's Hmm. just, I love it when there's closure, and it may not necessarily be happy, but there's closure, and all the loose ends are tied up, and you understand what happened to who and how, and Mm -hmm. I just like that there's a nice, neat closure at the end. Um, And it's kind of... 
a little bit ironic that okay, so I've I don't like bloody, gory war movies, right. but I've I've been told forever and a day people have told me how good the movie Saving Private Ryan is. Yeah. So I actually it was on Netflix or something not too long ago, which is on for a limited time. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and watched it, and I if I'm not mistaken, that was set in World War Two, mm-hmm. and there was a the, if you did you see that. I actually went and saw it at the movie theater, Uh and I will say this, I will never forget, after it was over, it was like you could hear a pin drop. The audience was so... The the movie theater was packed, Mm -hmm. everybody was stunned, in awe, out of respect, I feel like it's almost out of respect. There's a reverence. Yes, there was a reverence in the building, and everybody exited without saying a word, and I will never forget that. Well... The part this book reminded me of this of the part of the movie where they're they're dug in waiting for the they they know the enemy's coming. This is the Americans, and they're I, th- I believe they're with some of the that possibly with some of the French troops. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but they're in a French. Yeah, I believe it's the French, and yeah, and definitely the. I think it was the French, the English, the Americans, and maybe some Australians. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I'm, honestly, I don't remember. But they were in a French city, if I remember, and it was just to me what struck me about that part of the movie was seeing those old, old buildings and all the old homes in the French. And and I may have this completely wrong, but I want to say they were somewhere in France. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, and it was just, and I remember thinking all that history because you know, you and I love mm-hmm. history, especially old buildings. That's just part of. There's so much history there, and just to see all that blown to smithereens, yeah. and just to see things that had stood there for hundreds of years just to be destroyed. But that this book, just just you talking about that, reminded me of that scene, and, and thinking about wow, these people's lives were just completely uprooted and destroyed. Uh, and you just hit on a really good point, and one I've thought about many times is you're right here in the United States. I mean. You know, sometimes we've been to... There's a town in Arkansas called Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And it has some really cool old buildings. And there was that big hotel. We maybe mentioned it on the podcast. The Crescent, Crescent Hotel. hotel. Mm-hmm. And it was built in the late 1800s, I believe. Some was Or mid-1800s. Well, to me, I'm always like, ooh, this is so <laughs> old and cool. And this hotel is gigantic. Mm-hmm. It is huge. But anyway, uh, to us, that's old. But you're mm-hmm. right. You go over in Europe to Spain, England, mm-hmm. um, France. They have churches Italy. that were built in the, I, I'm guessing somewhere possibly mm-hmm. even in the 1400s. Yes. I'll never mm-hmm. forget. We were in a, when I got to go to Spain, we were in a church in Seville and they were talking about how it took like almost 500 years to build. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. this building's older than our country. I and remember. I remember you telling me that some of the those uh, cathedrals were so awe-inspiring. You'd mm-hmm. walk inside and you were literally just speechless. Yeah, it's just like you're just speechless and you don't even know where to look. Your mm-hmm. eye doesn't know where to land. Right. But yeah, back to your point, though, that's one of the most heartbreak. obviously, people dying and sacrificing and innocent vit- victims. That's, that's horrible. But another casualty is all these old, historical, beautiful buildings being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. That's one yeah. of the worst things about war. So, mm-hmm. Have I convinced you? Is this yeah. a book that you think you would be interested in reading? Uh, did you read the book, or did you listen so to it So I did. Audible? This is one that I did listen to. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm so glad you asked me that, mm-hmm. because if you like French accents... I think I do. It's <laughs> I do, too. It's people, you of course... You know, love English accents. Yes. Okay. It's people speaking in English, Mm -hmm. but, you know, when they're in the past, though, 
they're speaking with a French accent. Okay. The main players in the past, like during the French Resistance. Okay. And so, if you like, if our listeners out there like French accents, then I would say don't read this book. I would say listen to it. Mm-hmm. But I, if you, to our listeners out there, if you like historical fiction, and of course, keep in mind it is young adult. And and I, another aspect is, is it does leave a lot of the blood and gore and guts, and mm-hmm. it's not one of these bloody, messy war books at mm-hmm. all. So I like that. I appreciate that. But I highly recommend this book to anyone who likes young adult historical fiction and you're interested in the French Renaissance, or the French Resistance. Um, do you know how long the book, how long it was? Oh, you know, it seems like it was only five or six hours oh, long, but I, I could be way off. Mm. I should have checked that before we recorded this, mm. but it did seem like it was a shorter listen. So. Okay. Okay. But, did you have any last comments before we leave? Well... I guess we could give our listeners just a little teaser for something we might be doing in the future. Oh, yeah. Let's so, go for it. <laughs> just, just a little t- uh, teaser for the future for those who are interested. Um, I recently was looking at Netflix, and I was looking for something to watch, and Downton Abbey popped up. Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, I've already watched Downton Abbey. I'm a huge Downton Abbey fan, and I've watched every single episode. But I decided to watch the first episode, so I got hooked again. So now I'm working my way back through the episodes, and I, Joy and I, I don't remember if you brought it up or I brought it well, up. Well, here's what's funny. Same I deal here. I think we kind of had the we same. We have a friend named Faith who yeah. told you about it the first time around. Yeah, she right? recommended. She, she said, Angie, I know you would love this series. Okay. She recommended it. So she then, was right. So <laughs> she told Angie, Faith told Angie, I know you would love it. So Angie started watching it. Well, then Angie told me about it. So I started watching it. And then my husband started, he's like, what's this? You know? And so he starts watching. Well, lo and behold, he's watched almost every episode with me. And then when I heard you were watching it again, well, guess what? Oh, I'm off on summer break. I'll put it on while I'm cleaning. Now I'm 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 on my second round of watching it. And so we We are huge Downton Abbey fans. Yeah, we love it so much. We decided we... We were like, okay, we've got to do somehow include this in our podcast. Well, we know we talk about books. We don't talk about shows on Netflix. Netflix series. So what we're thinking about doing, and this might even change in the future, who knows, but we're thinking about discussing each episode and doing maybe like uh, uh, videos, mm-hmm. YouTube videos. So if you're ever curious to know what we look like in person besides the one picture we post on our uh, podcast page, um that's something that might be in the works. Yeah, if you're a Downton Abbey fan or if you're not. Yeah, if, if you want to know what all the hype's about. And this is this is thing, something else I think is so funny, Joy. Have you ever noticed we're like a decade behind on everything we talk about? <laughs> that's the other thing I was going to say was probably most of the listeners are like, Downton Abbey. Uh, that is so I, that old so news. That yesterday. was so yesterday. Yeah. That is like so, I'm so over that. But right. to us, it's newer because we're just now discovering it. Right, I'm just... I'm cracking up because everything that I love, and mm-hmm. I, I'll actually look to see when it was public, mm-hmm. produced, and I'm always at least a decade behind. <laughs> Same here. I'll be talking about something at work, like, oh my gosh, have you guys seen this movie? And they'll be like, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, I like saw that back in, in 1985. Yeah, I yeah. saw that back yeah. in 2005. Right. Uh, you're right. Yeah. I'm always behind. And that's why I'm kind of shocked when I read this Paper Girl of Paris. Yeah. I was like, wait, it's not 10 years old. It's only two right. months old. I'm finally it on that cutting really edge biz- of something. Yeah, it felt very bizarre to be talking about something that was actually in the same year. I know, <laughs> within a few months. Yeah. But, I mean, you know how there's, I, I think it's so funny. It's interesting to me because I know there are so many people out there who they're like, they're always about what 
what is the latest and greatest. Yes. Whether it's the they want the they want the newest things, whether it's iPhones or they want the latest technology and TVs, but they also watch what is the most recent in media. They watch the most recent releases in movies and TV shows and Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not me. I'm just kind of like that's not thing. us. It just kind of. It's usually by accident that I discover mm-hmm. things. Yeah, way I don't after care if I'm on the prime. cutting edge and I'm yeah. watching the what everybody else is watching. Yeah. I just want to watch what's interesting to me. Yeah, I just kind of said that to explain because I think there are people out there that's thinking, why would you just now be watching that? But I'm trying to explain that's just how my yeah. life works. And even if we don't have <laughs> yeah. one listener, or, or I'm sorry, well, if yeah. we're doing it on YouTube, even if we don't have one person tune in, we're still going to have so much fun. Oh, yeah, it's not about that. We talking about we are, I'm so excited. I can't, I'm, I'm more excited right now about thinking that we get to discuss Downton Abbey than I am about this podcast. Oh, I, I love to this hear that. Pod- no, I love our podcast okay. and I look forward to it. Right. But Downton Abbey has put a new spark in my. Yes, and we've got to figure out yeah. the technology and how to do the camera well and all that. i thought cambry could probably do that she yeah. makes videos every day she yeah uses, i was gonna say our thir- my 13 year old niece yeah. probably knows more she than she uses we do. a little ring light and she makes her own little videos on our we'll, just a mom we'll and daughter we'll get some help from our 13 year old oh by the way <laughs> just a mom and daughter hashtag <laughs> however you say that oh yeah we have our own youtube channel oh yeah what is it called just, just a, mom a mom and a daughter, daughter. yeah <laughs> anyway all right did you have anything else you want to say no, before we no, sign it off? sounds like a good book uh i'm gonna maybe i've been trying to walk more mm-hmm. so now I think I'll might try to listen to that when okay in the future when yeah um definitely okay so once again the paper girl of Paris by Jordan Taylor it was just published in April of 2021 young adult historical fiction about the French Revolution and World War II or I keep saying French Revolution I'm sorry the French Re- Res- resistance movement mm-hmm. yeah highly highly recommend it thank you for joining us and we will see you next time on twin, twin talk, talk.